Hey, and welcome to episode two of e-commerce straight talk on today's episode. We'll be covering uh, quite a few things, including Apple's spring event and the iOS 14 update, talking about March's retail spike, how Jeff Bezos is leaving Amazon, blockchain technology, how it's working for high value brands, e-commerce, high ticket item sales in 2020. And finally, Facebook introducing audio formats. dive right into it and yeah sam talk to me about what you thought of apple's spring event yesterday i know you watched it and what do you think yeah so i i mean overall it was pretty cool um uh, nothing compared to like what it was 10 years ago right that's sort of like every year sort of trickles off but i think you know with the new uh the new mac and everything coming out it's gonna be awesome overall i mean it's not like I was super wowed. That's just me. You know, obviously, if you have some some Apple fans out there, they're going to be um, ecstatic about it. But the biggest thing to really come from this and really what I was paying attention to and watching for was the um, new app tracking transparency or the what everyone's referring to as the iOS 14 update that um, Apple basically launched back in September. Well, they have iOS 14.5, which they're officially, officially launching. And we learned this yesterday on monday so next monday we're getting the 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 official launch of ios 14 which you know a lot of brands and advertisers um, are going to be in trouble with because it basically cuts the knees out of third-party tracking um at the end of the day i actually am a huge fan of what apple's doing here um as far as like transparency and privacy but at the same time i know that they're not doing it for that Right. Data is worth more than the, you know oil and gold. And and now Apple's going to be the only owner of that data. So guess what? They're going to be selling it, even though they say they aren't. They're going to be the ones selling it instead of Facebook, instead of Google. Right. Instead of Instagram. So that's going to be the only major change um, that I foresee, especially how we sort of set up work with our strategies and stuff will be all right. But um, it's really it's it's not necessarily going to hit the big advertisers is hard, the Macy's of the world, the yeah. Kroger's, the the Amazon, right? But it is gonna hit the little guy because now they're not gonna have the same amount of information and the same amount of targeting as they've been used to. So if you're thinking of starting a new business, especially one that relies heavily on digital, which every business nowadays does, it is gonna be a major issue there. For sure. What would you recommend to these small business owners who are just getting started or maybe just one of the smaller players? Yeah, well, first you you got to look at your 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 number. You need to know your numbers. You got to have good margins. Um, you got to have steady cash flow, right? And and decent amount of capital. Because even when you launch, like let's say if you want to start marketing campaigns, it's not it's not like what it used to, where you could run a couple hundred bucks a day on Facebook and get good results back in 2016. It's it's 2021. So you need to be omni-channel. So you have to have the capital to spend in order to be on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Google, uh, run email marketing campaigns. Um, it's not super expensive, but it, it it does take you know a lot to build out those ecosystems. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'll be an uphill battle, but not impossible. No, at, at, overall, it's going to be good for everyone, um, and especially if you're like um, 
you know, at the forefront of this and really getting beyond it because a lot of competitors won't get past this. That's very true. Very true. Okay, cool. So on that note, um, I guess let's talk about the spikes in retail that we saw in March and those businesses that are doing amazing right now. Talk to us about that. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think you cut out a little bit there, but um, so what you're talking about, there's like a 9.8% increase in, in retail sales overall in March. It doesn't seem like a lot it is. It's quite a bit. Um, and I, I think a lot of it's due to not only the stimulus, right? So people have money to spend, but also the vaccine and the trust that people are, that everyone's gonna be getting back out at least, you know, June, July. I mean, if we look at it across the board, um, and we've seen purchase patterns sort of follow this, is that um, the, what is it, like Delta has reported their airline is 90% booked compared to what it was back in 2019. But previously, about 60 to 70% of their revenue was from business travelers. This year, it's not. There's like no business traveling. So that means everyone's going on vacation somewhere. Someone's people are traveling everywhere. Um, so likewise, like with the products that we sell, right? Um, we're seeing people spending tons of money on bathing suits, on clothes. Everyone gained a couple of pounds over the past year, so you need a fresh new set of clothes. Um, same for their kids too. And so the, you're, you're, you're starting to see those retail sales pick up, especially in the apparel, which I think apparel jumped about 18% last month um, in March. So that was, that was pretty good too. Overall, about twice as good as it did last year at the same time, granted. March is when we entered into the pandemic. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I've uh, read that there's really no telling how high the ceiling is going to be for spending. We just know it's going to be extremely high. Would you agree with that sentiment that people are just going to go crazy and they've been saving up during this pandemic? Um, so, <laughs> My, my mindset is, is that, you know, especially when I study this in economics, I don't know necessarily that people have been saving, but they're gonna spend money, right? Um, Pre-pandemic, I think the average American was 11, negative 11%, um, you know, so basically they had 11% debt that they held versus savings. Um, so, you know, that's what we're used to. We obviously, you know, a, a lot of folks did get some uh, much needed stimulus money. Um, I know some of it was held for savings, but I, I don't know the numbers, but I guarantee it's a very small percentage and it's going to get spent relatively soon. Um, that's generally what happens with stimuluses with come tax time, but that's the purpose of it too, right? It's, it's meant to stimulate the economy. Um, I will say when we're talking about retail, local stores and things like that, I think people are going to make it a purpose to go out and shop locally again. Everyone's been spending money on Amazon, right? And, and I know in general, most people feel bad about it, right? They don't want to have to go that route. It's just the ease of convenience is there. And that's what makes Amazon the, the perfect place to go. Another issue that like the smaller retail companies are having is just inventory issues um, with, with you know, logistics being backed up and inventory issues just, just across the board for everybody. Whether you're you know, a car manufacturer or a shirt maker, right? It's just, it's just everything across the board. No, definitely. Hopefully we'll, we'll see uh, an uptick in that soon, but cool. So switching gears, uh, Jeff Bezos steps down or he stepped down from Amazon as CEO. 
Uh, but he leaves share he left shareholders a letter about them needing a better vision for employees. So, what do you think this means for Amazon moving forward? It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what Amazon does. Now, we can already start seeing the ramifications of because we see that VPs and execs are already leaving, right? Was did they stick around because of Bezos? And eh, it could be part of it, or it's it's more or less like he he's leaving so we can leave too, right? It's sort of that thing. So you're having this mass exodus. Not only that, the culture there is pretty tough from what I hear. Obviously, I've never worked there, but that's sort of the word, right? The the report on on the streets is that uh, the culture there is is a little flaky, um, especially if you work in the warehouses. I imagine in the corporate headquarters it is the same. Um, but also they're getting better pay elsewhere and things of that nature. So I think this is just a shifting change for Amazon. Now, if, if I'm Jeff Bezos, I'm getting out at the right time too, because um, you know, when, when Amazon is about to face some antitrust issues, right? Amazon has more lobbyists than there are politicians in DC. So they just, they definitely don't wanna be held um, accountable for being a monopoly um, on multiple different fronts. But I think that's coming, and I think he saw the right on the wall. Plus, I think he also um, wants to focus more on the what's what's their space company, the blue blue something space, whatever, sort of uh, to to combat against uh, SpaceX. So you know those billionaires, they're always off competing with all their money. But anyways, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> yeah. But, it would be yeah well. so let's see here what else do we have on the list for today blockchain and it's technology for high value brand so technology or blockchain technology is now allowing uh for a digital way to certify a transaction the solution is going to enable consumers to know whether a product is counterfeit or not by providing them an encrypted certificate of guarantee. So brands like Louis Vuitton, um, Cardi, Cartier, Prada, they're pushing for this blockchain technology. I don't know. Did I pronounce that right? Cartier. Yeah. That's how you say it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shows how much I'm in touch with these high value brands. I'm kidding. Um, so yeah. What do you, how, what do you think will be the major effect on knockoffs and copycats with this? Uh, so it is pretty cool. So they're basically going the NFT route, right? The non-fungible token route where it's like, Hey, this, this is how you verify it versus previously it was like a little, uh, card that you would get certifying it. Well, now they've, they've copied that too. Um, so I think I honestly don't think it's going to change anything. Really? I, I, I think people that buy knockoffs, which is a huge market, right? Um, and it's a huge market that uh, Amazon makes a ton of money off of their whole black market. I mean, that's a whole other story, but I don't think it's gonna affect it at all because when people buy those knockoffs, they're not going around with, with the fake certificate um, certificate saying like, oh, it's, you know, it's real, right? And I think nowadays, most people are kind of okay with it not being real, unless you're like um, hanging out with, you know, upper class folks where that is an issue, then this would be really cool. But at, at the end of the day, I don't think people are really going to care. I don't think it's going to affect like knockoffs, copycats that much. It'll make their product worth, you know, a little more valuable, right? So don't be surprised to see a lot of this for sale on eBay um, with the with the 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 certificates basically saying that this is real. Yeah. 
yeah, who knows if it, yeah, will open up like a whole new black market for that, but. I, I think, I think more importantly, the, um, the technology used, I think that is going to become more mainstream for every brand and every product. Um, I wouldn't be surprised in 20 years if that is used for anything that you buy. You get, there's some sort of, not only do you get a receipt, but it's, you get that certification. Even if it's just jeans from Old Navy, it's going to come with that. At some point in time, we will get to that place. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, it seems like we are on our way there. All right. And so again, moving on to the next topic of this week's news. Julie shoppers and Julie companies are both slow to catch on to the e-commerce jewelry game. But for some brands like Signet, uh, e-commerce sales attributed to 23% of their 2020 sales. So has the pandemic paved the way for our higher ticket items being purchased through digital channels? Absolutely. Um, the pandemic has pushed this, has paved the way for high ticket items, um, even, you know, wholesale, um, what more like headless e-commerce, right. And, and B2B, um, even B2B e-commerce, like it's crazy what this, this, the pandemic, basically if you were to, if you were to short up and be like, what has happened? People were forced to buy online right? Where previously they never have been. So in the first eight weeks of the pandemic, um, you know, digital sales grew as much as the previous eight years. So what this has done is this is, has forced people to buy online. So that trust factor is there. That's the biggest problem that we've had in the past, especially selling products online is that people just don't trust it. They don't, they don't know, Hey, if I, if I give my money to this company, are they even real or this can take it? And then they're going to disappear overnight. I'm actually going to get what I want. I might have to send it back. Like that's just a pain, right? So being forced into that trust has basically paved the way to now allow more high ticket items, especially, you know, like jewelry. Now, granted jewelry in general is, a, is sort of a different kind of game. Um, you know, where you have like K and, and, and all these other jewelry companies, which really haven't nailed down how to do e-commerce. I think that they will at some point in time, especially with um, how most of them are in malls and there's just not a lot of traffic in those areas anymore. So I, I feel like that's sort of the, the next big wave for jewelry is to figure out online because you have a lot of smaller people, smaller guys um, go in D2C direct to consumer through um, digital channels. And they're having success just like, you know, Signa did. Um, and 23% and of their revenue, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's nuts. So I think not only jewelry, but we're talking, you're gonna be, you're gonna be selling, like they're already doing, right? Selling cars online, you're gonna be, just everything is gonna be online at some point in time. And, and 2020 definitely did that for us. Oh yeah. It definitely catapulted to us in there, like the grocery pickup. That's I think that's going to be a part of our everyday life from now on. Can't imagine life Absolutely. without it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. The uh, was it really called B post buy or Bo post buy online pickup in store by Bop Bopis. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to find a cool acronym. <laughs> oh, I thought it already existed. I was like, I have not heard. No, of it probably does. I just, I'm just totally butchering it. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. So 
Our last topic of the day, uh, bring it back to Facebook and how they announced that they're, they're moving into audio format. So new features are gonna include rooms for hosting live audio discussions, um, which sounds a lot familiar to something we already know, Clubhouse will have, but Facebook will also include a feed of short audio clips that's similar to Instagram's reels and tools for podcasters. So Mark Zuckerberg, he told uh, tech journalist Casey Newton, at a high level picture here, we think audio is also going to be a first class medium. Now, Sam, do you think Facebook will have success with this new format? Um, so if you would have asked me a month or two ago, um, cause I love clubhouse. I'm a huge fan, especially of like the comedy channels on there and like Leia Lamar and all them. Like I just listen to them. It's great. Um, and then sometimes they'll hop in the business ones. It's, it can be hit or miss to be honest. A lot of people promoting is just like nonstop promotions and you're like, Whoa, chill out. Right. Uh, but that's every new social media outlets always like that. Um, so if you would have asked me a month or two ago, I would have said, you know, Clubhouse has this in the bags because I think they offered, they tried to buy Clubhouse or someone did and Clubhouse turned them down. But since the, them saying basically, hey, we're launching this new tool and everyone now getting back outside, Clubhouse has seen a massive decrease in actual like traffic through the app. Mm. So I can totally see Facebook stealing everything from them because it's just, it would just be another addition to it, right? Um, it's easier to sort of just use one singular app for that. And on top of that, a lot of podcasters, a lot of, uh, uh, if, if they can hop on something like that so they can be running streaming live while having, you know, doing their podcast and even be able to cut stuff up into audiograms, um, you know, so that way it's short little snippets and just right on the spot and then it's already published, like that's gonna be killer. So. Um, and by the way, oh, there's also 2.6 billion active members on Facebook, whereas Clubhouse is still invite only and a lot of people don't even know about it. Yes. So it kind of sucks for Clubhouse, but I foresee them, like we'll talk about them in a year and be like, oh yeah, you remember that app Clubhouse? <laughs> yes, I do, think, I do think Facebook will be successful with it. What does that mean exactly as far as success? I don't know, but it'll, it'll become a thing. Mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I know we've seen Twitter adopt it with Twitter spaces and Reddit came out with its own version of it. So it seems like all of these major platforms that, again, have people's trust already are pulling out the same thing, then yeah, you're going to use what you trust and what you know. Yep. You just got to wait for Facebook to add ads in there. Because <laughs> that's, that's what Facebook will do differently than Clubhouse has yet, is they'll be like, how do we monetize this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm. Are you surprised that Clubhouse hasn't rolled out ads this far, or are you just kind of like, yeah, no, it makes sense. No, they're not big enough. They're still invite only. They're no. still figuring it out. No. Um, I don't know how they're planning on monetizing. I don't know. I I've heard like them say that they're not going to do ads, but kind of tough. You know, you're going to charge people, or like individual clubs can charge people, and then Clubhouse takes a percentage of that. Um, I mean, they'll have a customer base. They're not, Clubhouse isn't just gonna disappear overnight, but compared to what Facebook could do with something like this, yeah, it's huge. No comparison. Well, that was all for today. Thanks for joining us and catch us next week to hear more about the news. See ya.